Half the trouble of this life can be traced to saying yes too quickly and not saying no soon enough. Josh Billings Hello and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well-balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work-life interface. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the science behind work-life balance, practical tips, and plenty of love and encouragement along the way. My desire is to inspire women to pursue their elegant balance. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Elegant Balance Podcast. And if you're new here, welcome. I am so excited that you've chose to spend a few minutes with me. Um, I don't know about you, but I am suffering from some serious summeritis today. Today was the very last day of our spring semester, and I submitted my grades this morning, and I'm officially on summer break. So some of the feedback that I have been receiving about the podcast is that you all love the short and sweet and to-the-point episodes, and so let's jump right in with our listener spotlight. Today, we are shining the light on Happy Does 18. She left a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. She stated, Kaylee has so many great suggestions that can be applied across the board. As a graduate student preparing for the next phase of life, I constantly struggle with finding balance. There's so much that can be taken away from these conversations. It's so great to add some of these processes to my personal toolbox, and I have so much confidence that all of the topics Kaylee discusses can and will be carried with me as I continue with the many changing seasons of life. Happy listening. Thank you so much, Happy Does 18, for your review. I truly, truly appreciate it, and I love hearing how this podcast has helped you and impacted your life and how you're able to use the different tips or tools that I provide. Um, if you want to be featured in an upcoming episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, and from there, you can leave a five-star rating and review. If you search Elegant Balance, click on the show, then scroll down. There's a place to leave both a star rating and write a review. These really mean a lot to me. For one, it's so much fun just to read them because it lets me know that people are enjoying the show and what type of content um, has been really helpful for you all. But by having these ratings and reviews, it also helps more women find the show. And the whole goal is to help as many women as possible. Thank you guys so much in advance. So let's jump into today's main topic. Today's topic is one that I have struggled with for a really long time. And if I'm being honest, I still struggle with it from time to time. That's the beauty of doing this podcast, really. Um, I get to learn and coach myself through the challenges of work-life balance right, along each, right alongside each of you. If I have ever given you the impression that I am perfect or have it all figured out, things could not be farther from the truth. Instead, I look at this as though we are all walking through this journey together and helping each other out and um, pursuing our elegantly balanced lives together. So 
Today, we are discussing the art of saying no. No. Think about that word. It's such a small yet incredibly powerful word. It's one of the few words that can be understood all around the world. And yet, many of us do not use it often enough. As we've discussed before, an elegantly balanced life doesn't happen on accident. It takes intentional action on your part to create the work-life balance that you desire. This is key. Your life is your masterpiece, and it's up to you to decide what belongs and what doesn't belong. Just like an artist thoughtfully considers her work, adding and subtracting until it's perfect, most of us can consider our lives in the same way. However, we don't have any trouble adding things to our life, but it's the subtracting part that we have trouble with. So in this episode, I am going to address three different questions around saying no. First of all, why is it so hard to say no? Secondly, why should we say no? And then thirdly, how do we gracefully say no? It's my hope that by the end of the episode, you will understand the importance of saying no and that you will be more confident in your ability to do so. Okay, so why is it so hard to say no? In his book, Essentialism, Gregory McEwen highlights a few reasons why we might have a hard time saying no. First and foremost, we struggle to say no because we are unclear about what is essential in our lives. In order to get clear on the essentials, we have to sit down and identify our values, our goals, and our priorities. In episode 7 of this podcast, which I will link to in the show notes, I describe how to create a life plan. There's even a workbook to help guide you through that process. Walking through that should help you get clearer on what the essentials are in your life. When you know what is essential in your life, it becomes so much easier to say no with confidence to the non-essential things. Also, if you haven't read Essentialism, I highly recommend it. It will be extremely helpful in identifying what you should prioritize or what you shouldn't. Okay, secondly, we say no. We don't say no because we are afraid of the social awkwardness that comes with saying no. We feel guilty. We don't want to let others down and we don't want to ruin our relationships. Maybe some of us even identify as people pleasers. Maintaining peace with others is admirable but not when it comes at the expense of our own and often even your family's well-being. As McEwen so eloquently puts it, we can say no and regret it for a few minutes, or we can say yes and regret it for days, weeks, months, or even years. Finally, as women, we have an especially difficult time saying no. Sociology research suggests that this is due to the gender stereotype that women should be nurturing and agreeable. We've been raised with these societal expectations. Now, don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with being nurturing or agreeable. And a lot of times, those are wonderful traits. However, when we act in ways that go against this norm, such as saying no to a request, we violate that stereotype 
and then we are often punished for it. In a study on gender stereotypes, women who said no to requests at work received worse performance evaluations, fewer recommendations for promotions, and were considered less likable. Fears about repercussions like these, either at work or in our personal lives, make it really difficult to say no. So, all that being said, it sounds a little bit scary to say no, but why should we consider saying no more often? In the occupational health literature, role stressors are a major source of stress for employees. These include role conflict, role overload, and role ambiguity. And although they are typically considered work stressors, I believe that taking a broader look at these stressors helps us to see why we should seriously consider using the word no more often. When we fail to say no to a request, we are often saying yes to taking on another role, thus putting ourselves at risk of experiencing role stress and the negative consequences that are associated with that, such as tension, anxiety, dissatisfaction, and decreased well-being. So, role conflict occurs when demands from two different roles that you play interfere with one another. For example, one day right before I was scheduled to teach a course, in person, this was before COVID, I received a phone call that my daughter was sick and needed to be picked up. So, there was conflict between my role as a mother and my role as a professor. Thankfully, I have a very family-friendly work environment, and I was able to go pick her up and then bring her to class with me. But even in class, it was really obvious that my two roles were in conflict with one another. I was trying to engage my students and explain their assignment while also entertaining my daughter by twirling her around in an office chair. Needless to say, it was definitely not my most effective class that I've ever taught. And it did cause me some stress to be put in that situation. When we say yes to every opportunity or request that comes our way, we are just opening ourselves up to more role conflict as a result of having more roles that could potentially conflict with one another. I'm not suggesting that you say no to absolutely everything that comes your way, but instead just encouraging you to consider the importance of the request, whether it aligns with your values and priorities, and the extent to which it will conflict with the things that you are already committed to. Okay, so role overload occurs when we feel like the responsibilities expected of us exceed our resources, such as our time and our energy. We only have so much time and energy to go around each day. We've all experienced this at one point or another. We said yes to too many things, and then we start to feel stretched too thin and we feel overwhelmed. When we experience role overload, we can't really give our best effort toward anything because we're stretching our resources so thin. Saying no to the non-essential roles that would, would help us then alleviate some of the constraints around our resources so that we can reduce our experienced role overload and then apply our valuable resources to the roles that really matter to us. Okay, and then finally, role ambiguity. This is when there are vague and unclear expectations with regards to a certain role. This role stressor 
doesn't relate as obviously to say no as the other two do, but I still think it's worth considering when we are approached with requests. Role ambiguity is a stressor because not knowing what it takes to be successful in a certain role can be really stressful and frustrating. How many times have you said yes to something without really understanding what the expectations were? How did it feel to know that you were expected to perform in a certain role, but not know exactly what you were expected to do? Personally, I find it really, really draining. When I've been put in this situation, I often find myself questioning everything I do and then procrastinating because I'm not sure what I need to be doing. It's really not a great place to be. So what can we learn from this? Um, I think we can learn that when we are asked to take on an ambiguous role, a role where maybe it's not exactly clear what we need to do to succeed, we need to seek more information so that we can give a well-informed yes or no. Okay, now for the final part of today's episode, the part that you probably are all excited to hear. Um, Because saying no is hard, we need to discuss how do we say no? And how do we say no gracefully? So saying no takes courage and a lot of practice. It's definitely not an easy thing to do. So there are a few different things you can do. But like I said, if you want to go and read the book Essentialism, I highly recommend it. There's a whole couple chapters in there about getting really clear on what is essential and then saying no to those non-essentials. Okay, first of all, give yourself some space. When someone asks you to take on a new task, give yourself some space. Instead of making a knee-jerk reaction and then immediately saying yes, try saying something like, can I get back to you? Or let me check my calendar. This will allow you the space that you need to really evaluate the request. Seek out any important information that you might need about the request, and then you can make a well-informed decision about saying yes or no. Secondly, you could ask yourself, what would I advise my best friend to do? Saying no can be really difficult and scary. One way to get yourself in the right mindset is taking the time to ask yourself, what would I advise my best friend to do? This helps you separate yourself from the situation a bit and analyze it in a way that isn't so personal. Okay, next, you can say no without actually saying the word no. Some of you might feel like the word no is too strong. The good news is that you can say no without actually using that word. Try something like, I would really love to, but I just can't take that on right now. Or you could say, thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm really flattered by that, but I don't have the bandwidth to take that on right now. Sometimes, The request that you're dealing with might be coming from a supervisor or your boss at work. And this makes it really, really hard to say no. In his book, McEwen suggests pointing out your current responsibilities to your boss and then asking which one that they would like you to deprioritize. This is really helpful because you're not flat out saying no to your supervisor, but you're actually inviting them in to helping you make the best decision. Okay, then lastly, remember that saying no requires trading popularity for respect. 
saying no to someone can feel very personal. In the short term, they may even feel like you are rejecting them. Even though saying no might make you less popular up front, it will lead to others respecting you and your time more in the long term. I have found that saying no and guarding my resources has become easier the more I practice it. I've also found that by doing so, I have communicated to those around me that my time and energy are important, which has led them to respect that. And then the requests for tasks that don't align with my standards, my boundaries, or my priorities have decreased. In other words, saying no often has actually led me to having to say no less often. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. If it has, please head over to Instagram or Facebook and let me know. I've been exercising my no muscles for the last 10 and a half years. About three months into our marriage, I came home stressed out one day and I distinctly remember my husband looking me in the eyes and telling me that I needed to learn how to say no. Not because I'm lazy and don't want to do all the things, but because saying no to the non-essentials opens up space for me to put my full effort toward the things that God has called me to do in my life. He has given me specific skills, talents, and resources, and I need to use them well. Stewarding them well does not involve saying yes to everything. To quote Peter Drucker, people are effective because they say no. You will be able to create the work-life balance that you desire if you embrace the power of saying no to the things that don't fit your desires for your life. I hope you have a beautiful, joy-filled week. Thank you so much for listening to the Elegant Balance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future conversations. Also, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you, friends, and have a beautiful, joy-filled week.